Hi, this is David Sweet, CEO and founder of Focus Core Japan. And if you were like many of the APAC leaders that I speak to, you're struggling in Japan to find the right talent. You get bombarded with irrelevant resumes or a lack of resumes altogether. I would like to invite you to discover the power of Focus Core's retained search. Let Focus Core help you swiftly secure top tier talent in this candidate short market. I'd like to invite you to shoot me an email and explore how we're different. And with a 100% refundable trial, we can revolutionize your hiring process today. Now on to our podcast. Two months later, they needed to sack the person that they hired who had great skills because, quote unquote, this person couldn't do the job, didn't know how to do the job, didn't have the experience for the job. They were just a good talker, end quote. Welcome to the Focus Core podcast. This week, I'd like to talk about three sins of hiring executives in Japan and how to avoid them. This uh, podcast for APAC professionals or for global hiring people who need to hire within Japan. And over the last 25 years, these are uh, three of the biggest common mistakes that I see and hear uh, people make. So I was speaking to uh, one company last week uh, who's expanding their Japanese operations. And the, the hiring executive said, I know we are looking for a unicorn. Hiring someone in Japan who's a Japanese national, great English, and 35 years old. I would argue that this company, like so many others, aren't searching for a unicorn, but are actually getting ready to fall into the same trap that so many other companies fall into. First, let's, let's look at the trap of hiring a Japanese national. So I'll grant that certain positions need native Japanese for a variety of reasons. Um, if a position requires someone to write marketing copy, definitely need someone with native Japanese capabilities. Salespeople in Japan that are selling domestically, good to have uh, Japanese people with uh, uh, Japanese relationships. Uh, and certain HRBP positions, I think, warrant uh, Japanese people, especially with uh, employee relations and where labor law is critical to the success of the position. However, these days you can hire foreigners that have a long-term commitment to Japan. They know the language and culture, and oftentimes they relate better to headquarters or to APAC. So my advice is explore who you're willing to hire. Meet many candidates, both Japanese and non-Japanese, and 
explore who's the best qualified for your role. The second trap that I see is hiring for age. When someone says they want a young person because, quote unquote, they're more aggressive, ambitious, or energetic, I smell BS. To me, they're trying to cut corners and hire for cheap rather than hiring someone who needs less experience. And that's a huge mistake in Japan. Uh, I'll I'll share with you a story of uh, a company that I was working with. They were looking to hire a CFO in their 30s. The, The president said, They'd hired people in their 20s and 30s in every company, in every country that they had set up. And without realizing that in Japan, young finance and accounting professionals aren't exposed to the situations that their foreign counterparts are. Oftentimes, they'll lack the maturity, the stills, and business acumen to jump into a CFO position. However, the company persisted and they searched for about a year and a half for this perfect candidate. Finally, they give in and they hired a 53-year-old, which was just in time for them to close the business in Japan because they couldn't hire the people that they wanted to hire. So my recommendation here is drop age discrimination. When you're hiring someone that you need to do a job, find the person that has the skill set and the experience for that job and look at age appropriateness around that and the salary range that is age appropriate around the position that you're looking to hire. The last challenge that I see is that people outside Japan who are interviewing Japanese nationals tend to place too much emphasis on English. Now, without a doubt, positions that require overseas reporting need English. But what I've witnessed is countless overseas directors selecting a candidate with good English over quality skills. So, for example, I had one company that just recently hired a job hopper who had exceptional English and an MBA from Chicago. Um, This candidate had crap skills. They hired this person over someone with a Japanese CPA and business level English who hesitated when they were speaking English, but still great communication skills. Two months later, they needed to sack the person that they hired who had great skills because, quote unquote, this person couldn't do the job didn't know how to do the job, didn't have the experience for the job. They were just a good talker, end quote. 
But by the time that they've hired that person and the two months had gone by, the Japanese CPI, CPA had already been hired by another company. So again, don't fall into the, the trap of hiring people just because their English is exceptional. Make sure that the skills are there. And if someone needs a bit more patience in understanding English, then whoever's in Japan helping with the hiring, or uh, if you're listening to this overseas, be patient with the person who's speaking and realize that their English is a second language and that uh, their skill set might be top notch. So my recommendations for how to avoid these pitfalls. First, retain an executive search firm that systematically seeks out the best talent. They find a firm that shows the knowledge of your market, especially in Japan, that demonstrates the ability to acquire candidates who are not in your network and commits to fill your role and, and work with you until that position is filled. So many companies think that they can work with, a, work with LinkedIn and get a candidate like this uh, with this high-spec specialty uh, skill set, especially in Japan, whereas LinkedIn is still not utilized that readily in Japan. And then a lot of these candidates that are on LinkedIn probably aren't, aren't a good fit for the company or maybe aren't interested. So you need to retain a company who's going to cast a wide net over the whole market. If you go with a massive company or a company outside Japan or some cheaper option, again, it's just one more challenge that you're committing in Japan. So don't fall into these traps. I hope this has been helpful for you. There's other uh, ideas and information. If you look at our website at japan.focuscore.com and there's a lot of information there, a lot of insights, webinars, podcasts, blogs that can help you hire the best talent in Japan. I hope you found this helpful and thank you for listening.